Recorded live. <laughs> we are the fifth of the fifth, twenty sixteen. Michelle, love, it's been uh, it's been a while. I am so excited to hear how things have unfolded since you got back from your cruise. It has. Well, you know, I have to tell you about the cruise. It was really great. I took my two youngest, Bailey and Gracie. Gracie's thirteen and Bailey's fourteen. Um, none of the kids have ever been on a cruise, and I wish they all could have gone, but uh, the others were doing things, and it was just really wonderful to see them, you know, doing things. They they met other kids finally. We we didn't realize there was some kid pro teen programming on the on the ship, and once we did, you know, it was great that they were both there together, and it was so neat to see them, you know, do things without me. But together, yeah. So they met other kids from other countries, and they did activities like, <clears throat> you know, there was a rock wall on on the ship, and so you know, they did that. They climbed to that. They had a teen contest. Gracie got the like fastest, and she made it to the top. So she got this really cool little crown and anchor medal that she was all excited about. No, that's so nice. So yeah, she'll remember that forever. Oh, I know, and it's. A, you know, we were in the bat cave room. We it was I wait waited to the last minute pretty much to get the cruise and suddenly the balconies were all booked up and you know, you you really aren't supposed to spend your room time in the room anyway on a cruise. So, um it was on an inside room, no windows. Um and but it was really cool. It had two Pullman beds that came down from the ceiling. So they were like in suspended bunk beds. They wanted to sleep up there and sort of share the the one down uh, below and so they had fun and you know they just I it, I was comfortable because they were together so I did let them go out and do stuff and uh you know they even got to do zip lining um over like it's the longest zip line I guess over water and a beach that there is mm-hmm. and I I was going to do it but I had hurt my toe the day before oh. um yeah, and it's so funny, Deja Vu, James and I had done the same itinerary on our honeymoon, different ships, um, and he had come down on my foot with a lounge chair and had cut it um, on our cruise towards the end, and this, this time I was walking on the deck, and our first day at sea, it was kind of, it definitely wasn't what they went through, um, you know, Diane was on that cruise that had to get sent back, they had the 40-foot waves and totally, you oh, really? know, destroyed so much stuff on the boat uh it wasn't anything like that but it was a little rocky and windy and i had looked to watch a contest that was going on in the pool all walking and the wind blew me and i slammed into a lounge chair and my toe and i thought it was broken it was no bleeding but it was bruised all over so so i'm i'm like hobbling and limping for like you know a good couple days so um (laughs) i you know that kind of you know happened but i was like this is so funny. This is like deja vu. Um, we still had a great time, though. You know, there was wheelchairs on their island of Labadee that is Royal Caribbean's own island. And, you know, these older little ladies are getting right back and forth. I go, hey, I'm getting on one of those wheelchairs, too. I, <laughs> <laughs> I had walked the whole pier, but on the way back, I this guy, he saw me limping. So he came towards me with a wheelchair. And I'm like, yes, yes, please. Thank you. I'll take the help. You know, I, I know that I'm not 85, but, you know, I hurt. So I will, yes, mm. I will take the help, and I will tip you, too. <laughs> and so Me. we just had a great, you know, great time. We actually went on this one little private island trip where there was only about, there was like, I don't know, 10, 15 couples, and then 
the three of us. <laughs> it was, and they were so nice. It wasn't like all romantic or anything. The people were fine. They were talking with us. They were having fun. We swam. You know, they mm-hmm. they loved it. Um, I knew the reason. My husband actually paid for you know the basic part of the cruise. I ended up paying for stuff on the cruise, and and he did put money back in in our joint account for that. But I knew the reason kind of he was doing that is that. He had been talking about wanting to move me out of Sweet B. We own our own office building. Um, right. It used to be a big, like, uh, it's a metal building with, like, a faux brick facade. It's, it's not really pretty. It used to be a big taekwondo place. Um, but he he kind of, um, he he was, like, the construction manager, I guess you'd say. We had built into three different suites. Um, and I really hadn't been using it. hadn't been seen much in the way of consultations. And um, so we were going to you know, have me move to suite A since he's not practicing anymore and maybe, you know, potentially rent that suite B out so that we could get more money Mm -hmm. for the mortgage. And I wanted to go through stuff together because that was all my stuff to tell him this is important, this is what I want, this is where it goes. Mm -hmm. But I kind of knew he was sending us on the screws that he would do that on his own. Um, and I was still hoping that he wouldn't, I was still hoping he would respect my wishes and do things together, but he didn't. So I came back. So not only to these towels and sheets that were in our living room that were my mom's from my grandparents' lake house, everything in Sweet B had been moved out. And so I kind of felt more unsteady than I did on the ship. And, you know, with the ship moving, it was kind of like, even though I knew it was kind of coming, I was hoping he hadn't, but he did. And I didn't want to write all about this on the Facebook page. I just wanted to sit. I actually recovered from the anxiety over this fairly quickly. Um, And there were not really hard feelings between us about it. I had about a day that it really didn't sit well with me. because I had not initially figured out all that he had moved. I had not gone to the office the day I'd gotten back or so. All I knew was about at home, uh, the sheets and the towels and stuff put in my bedroom. And um, when I asked him, did you get rid of anything, you know, he wouldn't answer. And then he said he sold some stuff. And it was it was like craft stuff. It was gift bags, little gift boxes, things I had actually bought. Uh, when I was a PTA president and I helped with Santa shop with the kids and, you know, I had, I bought this, I had this extra and my girls go and get it when they're giving birthday gifts. And it's not, wasn't anything important, but I was just so like anxious and I was really, I think, upset that he didn't ask me. And he's like, about the only thing that was the argument was like, he's saying, and I actually ended up crying because it wasn't about the junk that he sold. Um, it was, it was, I, it wasn't his place to do it without asking. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and so he's all huffy puffy saying, you're getting upset over, you know, three boxes of stuff I sold. Big deal. And I'm like, you don't get it, but you should get it. <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. the stuff. It's just, you didn't ask. So I, I guess he really kind of molded over. Um, but what made me cry, not only that was, I said, well, what else did you get rid of? And his answer was, well, you make a list of what you think is missing, and I'll tell you. And I, I was like, then all of a sudden I'm thinking, oh, what did he 
you know, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm not organized. Two of the rooms in that suite B, they really were more like storage, had my mom's stuff in it, my uh, old papers, the important papers. Then there was stuff um, that had been kind of put to the side that my friend was going to put on her eBay account and sell for me, and I would give her a commission for it. Mm-hmm. And some stuff that my daughter had wanted me to hold for her because she wanted to open up an eBay account and sell it and make some money. And I think he actually donated those clothes, and they were, like, really nice. He probably could have made a few hundred dollars. But I still haven't found those. So that was the thing is all of a sudden he's saying that, and I'm like, that's not right. I guess he finally realized maybe, you know, <laughs> it wasn't. So what he I came home that night. He was waiting for me. He goes, here, let me take you and show you what I've done and where I've put stuff. You know, instead of this whole silly, will you make a list of what's missing and I'll tell you. And so he took me to the office, and he had stuff where I wouldn't have put it. I said, you know, you, you really need to move this. I can't see patients if you have these Cincy Candle things on an exam table in the bathroom. Put those in a different exam room. And, and initially he didn't want to, but he actually ended up going back and doing that. I, I, I was trying to let him know what was going to make it easier for me. Um, and then there was stuff in our basement. And then there was stuff in a trailer papers and then there was stuff in the back of a pickup um that were more papers he'd been through he thought they were junk and he was going to burn them i said please don't burn them let me look there might be stuff i need for my grandma's trust that i needed for utility stuff that i still hadn't found in all my mom's junk so he didn't he moved those to the trailer with other papers so it ended up being Okay, I had one little brief moment. I went back to the office. I couldn't find stuff. I tossed a couple boxes around. I was so upset. <laughs> and I put them back together. And and that was that. And in the end, um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's missing that he donated and gave away. It was stuff that I saw on eBay. Hadn't sold it for a year or two. So he donated it to a, a shelter, a women's shelter. So in the end, he, he did help me. I just wish that I had been there to be able to go through it with him. But he said he couldn't have done it. And he's probably right because I would have been every little thing. And he and he's more like, let's go, let's go, let's go. He's that kind of person. So he is great at cleaning now. <laughs> so it actually, we are still getting along even though this happened. And we're still getting along even better, um, you know, throughout, you know, these past months, I guess it would be. Um, even though this was a little blip, I mean, I really came through it um, much better, and and so is he. And we can kind of laugh about it. And then he can't find something. He says, well, you're the last who had it. You, I said, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. And then he's like, oh, wait, here it is. And I said, let's well, stop blaming me next time. Let's just say the poltergeist took it or something or the gremlins took it. <laughs> so he, you know, he, he did what he thought was helping for me. I can look disorganized, but I know where everything is. And so it's like he doesn't understand. He he consolidated boxes. I had things separated in these boxes. Well, he he's like, oh, you know, there's only a few papers in this one or half full. I'll just consolidate them. <laughs> that will be helpful, right? There'll be fewer boxes. So now I have, like, my mom's sale of my grandma's lake house, and I have my business bank statements, and I have a cat vet bill from 1986 
all in one box. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no. So I do have to go through that. So so where I'm at now, though, is, you know, I had that living room full stuff. And I went through and, like, a lot of those towels, they aren't going to be ones that I want to keep. Um, there were ones that were musty after washing. I go, we can't mm-hmm. use these here. And I, I threw those into the garage. I didn't throw them out all over the garage, like, in a fit and all mad. I mean, I just dropped them to the bottom of the to the left of the stairs, and the dog is sleeping on him now. But they're like so. My grandparents' lake house had gotten moldy, and I and I think some may be beyond saving. Even I mean, I bought a bunch of vinegar they use with it. it. It the smell isn't out. But I actually did not fold up all the towels and and stuff. And then he's wanting. He says, "Well, don't throw out what I." He said, "I, I can donate." I said, "Okay," and I bought some trash bags. But I'm like, I was stuck because. It's like, what do I do first? I really need to find some tax papers in these boxes, and they're no longer in the box that I marked because he's consolidated, and I've got about, I didn't even count the number of boxes. I mean, there's probably 20 boxes. Um, I need to get that, but here's these towels and these sheets, and I don't want a recreation of what happened in 2006. I don't know if I ever told you about that, but I had gone to pick up my mom and grandma from Kansas City and bring them back. We stopped in Nashville, took them to Opryland uh, with my daughter and I and uh, came back. He cleaned the whole house. He done all this laundry, but he had dumped it on a sofa up in our bedroom. So it was all wrinkled and stuff. And and he didn't ask me to put it away. And I just knew it was there. And I knew I was going to have to rewash it anyway to get rid of some wrinkles. I just let it sit there. And he got, I guess, more angry about it and angry about it. I hadn't done anything with it. Where and he to this day he will still bring it up. Um maybe not so much, not to this day, but in you know in the far past and initially I told him then yesterday I said, I'm stuck. I'm not sure what to do next. I don't want these housing sheets to be recreation of two thousand six where you know, I was gone and you did stuff and then you expected me to do something else but you didn't tell me I need to go through these boxes. I need to get these things, but I don't know what you're wanting me to do first. And I'm not wanting you to be upset that I haven't touched these towels and sheets because you're saying you can donate. You know, let me know what you want. And he said, well, you know, I really don't care. You do need to go through those boxes. Um, But he had brought up how the house is messy. And in my mind, I'm thinking, but you're the one who did it. (laughs) Um, Because I left it clean. It was actually nice. Why didn't you say that? Um, I did. <laughs> and then that's when he got upset on the phone. And then I just, I said, I've, I've got to go, you know, and I hung the phone up. Um, because he, he he went back to the 2000s, you know, six, you know, mm-hmm. because I had that feeling. He wasn't ranting about 2006, but that was a feeling I was getting from. So I just had to hang up. And then that's when I texted him. I said, you know, I, I didn't do that. You know, I, I you know, I said, I'm not the one who made the mess, but I don't know if you're expecting me to do anything about it. You haven't asked me to, but it's still there. You haven't touched it. Um, So I was really wanting to be clear. And so that's when he had said, you know, well, you do need to go through those boxes. So, and I was thinking, you know, you, I didn't do the activity you did with the, on, in the parlor, the writing everything down and the highlighting linchpin. But for me, I think my linchpin of needing to get things done is I, I have some taxes for my mom and for my grandma's trust, which I have not done. 
um, not just this past year, but the year before. And so my mom doesn't owe taxes, but the 1099s that I will have, then he has moved them. And I, I, I am behind and I don't know where they are, if they're in the boxes or he had thrown them away. And I finally found out that I can fax the IRS and maybe get the old 1099 so I can sell her taxes properly. So that's always been hanging over my head. Like there's always, you know, it's, it's like, okay, yeah, I don't have to do it right now today, but it needs to be done. And then one year turns into another year. And it's like, that's always over my head, even when I'm doing other things that are maybe need to be done on a daily basis. It's always like, they're like, yeah, this still needs to be done though. So it does, it takes some of my mental energy, I think, you know, mm-hmm. from me. Um, so I really, so I told him, I I'm coming to the office and I'm going through these boxes one by one. And that's just what I'm going to have to do one by one. Um, so that that's where that's at. But even though he got upset with me yesterday and I did need to hang up the phone instead of getting into an argument, I mean, after that, and I, I texted him, like I waited a little bit and then I just texted saying, I wish you would have let me finish because he thought I was going to rant on him about him making the mess. And I wasn't. I was going to tell him how... I get stuck when I have multiple things to do and I'm not sure where to start or where he's expecting me to start, but he's not, you know, telling me what would help him. And so I just told him, well, this is what will help me and this is what I'm going to do. And then, okay, he's fine with it. And then on top of all that with all this going on, it wasn't yesterday, but I, I just before I said, do you know, I said, I'm going to be changing rooms. I'm going to be taking the master bedroom again once that goes, um, you know. And and he's like, oh, you are? I go, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I am. So it wasn't like I was being a bully or anything. So it was was kind of like sovereign over my space. And this is the way it needs to be. And and the room, the closet's so big, some of the stuff he brought back can actually be stored there. I could even put a little desk in that room for stuff. Um, but it's also symbolic, I think, because he had taken that room away from us. And in a way, it was telling the kids, you're more important than my marriage. Um, and I believe that in order to have a stable, strong family, you also have to respect your marriage and your partner. Um, so when they see that, and he can choose to move to the master bedroom too. I told him I'm moving my mom, I'm thinking out of the memory care center into our basement, which is basically its own apartment suite. Mm -hmm. Um, That's where I had slept. That's where he's sleeping now. I said, she's going to go there. She's paying $4,400 a month to be at the memory care center. She gets about $3,800 or $4,000 from her teacher's pension. So it eats a little more into it. But I thought my brother was uh, I got to meet with him. This was awesome. And you may have seen it on my Facebook page, but he was in Orlando the day that we docked to come home. And we mm, met I for breakfast. That. Yeah. And so he told me, he said, yeah, Michelle, you should do that. And then, you know, take, you know, 2500 of that money every month and do something fun with mom. And so, you know, I have his blessing about doing it. So I told my husband, so I told my husband, I said, you can choose to sleep wherever you want, but this is the way, you know, I, I'm i going to need it to be. And he wasn't argumentative. He didn't say no. I wasn't rude and bossy. Um, I've been saying instead of you need to do this, would you do this, you know? 
asking with him. So, I mean, overall, I've just been really pleased. I've also noticed, though, I think, because I've had more stamina. Although it, it, I got to tell you that cruise did kind of knock me for a loop. The I the drive down, the drive back, I just straight through. I forgot to take some of my supplements while I was on the cruise, so it, it took me a while to recover. Um, and uh, then my mom kind of having these chest pains and stuff. You know, when I was going to start organizing, you know, that kind of threw things a little wrench. And she's fine. She's fine. It's a hiatal hernia. <laughs> it's not her heart. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But, you know, I just, um, I, I think that my having more stamina has helped. His big thing was thinking I was lazy, and I knew that I wasn't lazy. I just knew I was fatigued. Mm. Um, but he is not a lazy person. He had probably dengue fever. Uh, we had gone to Kiwa Island, and we think he got bit by mosquito. Uh, this was back in 2000, right before his surgery. And it's actually what triggered the hearing loss, which led to the MRI, which found the tumor. Um, but uh, he was so sick, severe bone pain. Now, he did, he did miss one day of work. He even got a little jaundiced. His eyes had turned a little yellow. Um, really sick. He, he was still working. That's him. You know, but I listen to my body. And if my body says, I'm tired, I take a rest. <laughs> so, so he, for him, that would be lazy. He could never do that. Um, you know, he doesn't have balance, and he's up on a roof trying to do something and falls. But he, he's like, he, he's somebody who's a doer. And um, even if, you know, he just push, he pushes, 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 I think, pushes himself too much. And I'm not like that, so I appear lazy to him. That I think since using the supplements and realizing that my DHEA was also super low and that that hasn't been to do with it, I mean, I do have more stamina and energy to do stuff. I mean, I was helping peel wallpaper at our little house, which he's, done some remodeling on because uh, we're renting it to a cousin now. So I think that that has helped. Mm. And it, it reminds me of a, uh, I read uh, my sister-in-law, Mary Kay, and I had done that very briefly to support her, but I was just, I'm just not one to like do parties and self stuff, like it, yeah, parties and that. stuff. You know, yeah, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, I, I have scentsy candles. I love products, but when it comes down to actually doing parties, I'm like, if I could do it online, I would love to do that. But, you know, just the time, energy, and effort online, uh, in-person stuff wasn't for me. But um, I had, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, read uh, Mary Kay's autobiography she wrote, and she talked about the appearances of things. And I think she even said something like, she may have gone to bed with her wig and makeup on or something, or let her husband go to bed first, and or would get up and make sure, make sure that she was all made up so that he only saw her really when she looked all put together. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and in a way, I always thought, well, that's kind of dishonest. And, but then I thought, you know, in the past when James and I, uh, you know, when he would be going into work, if he got up first and I didn't need to be in the office yet, I still in bed. In his mind, I was in bed all day, not doing anything, even if I got up five minutes after him. Yet, if it was a day, if I got up before him and then he left for work and I was up, even if I didn't have patience to do anything, to the, and I went back to bed in his mind because I was up before him and it was up when he left, then I was up all day doing something, even though I was back in bed taking a nap. And it's like all about these appearances. And I thought, well, that's kind of, you know, you know, 
I'm like, why don't I trick people? But I'm like, wow, I think that's the way his his mind works. So so when he see me now with more stamina and able to do stuff, it's like, oh, I'm not lazy, even though, you know, I, I still don't have the energy that he has. So it's just in, interesting, the appearance of that and how my getting more stamina, I think, has also helped our relationship. Mm. Even though in sickness and, and health, you know, he should have been just as nice to me when I was fatigued. That's <laughs> what I'm thinking. Um, it's, it's just, it's interesting. It's interesting to see, to see that. Um, I don't know that he has, uh, he did not go to get his MRI or to check on things. Um, but yet, all in all, things are, um, yeah, he's not as unhappy. Like, he, he has more patience. Um, and also, it may be that I'm also, um, I mean, I definitely am approaching things differently. Um, but that's where things are. That's kind of what the cruise kind of triggered. I came home to this. I'm like a totally different person the way I would have responded, even though I didn't fold every talent sheet and put them away because they kind of smell still. And I really kind of want him to help, although I did offer to pay my daughters to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and they did it. They did it. They didn't do it. <laughs> like no way, mom. <laughs> I don't. They don't want to touch him either. Um, that it, it wasn't this big crisis. It wasn't. I knew what I could do, and if they were good sheets and towels, I would have. But they still smell. So I was like, I don't want to wash them again. I don't want to keep washing them. That's not really my job. And. A lot of these towels we can't keep, so if he wants to donate or use them as rags, then I'll let him take care of that. But they are still in my living room, so that's where I'm stuck. I'm like, at what point do I, you know, just step in and do something about them? Because he's saying, don't throw away the things I washed. (laughs) I'm like, well, okay, I will honor that. I won't throw away the things. You washed, even though I think some of them need to be. Hmm. Okay. This still won't stop. This still won't stop me from going through my boxes at the office. <laughs> like right now, <laughs> good. which is now cleaner than my home, so I'm happy to be here. <laughs> huh? Right. Okay. <laughs> but right. you know, yeah, that's why I'm like, you know, what what point is, is? And it's not like I'm digging my heels and I'm not doing it to prove a point. Um, I'm still not just, I'm still just not sure what to do, um, about it. It's, I don't know if you have any suggestions. My suggestion would be to ask him point blank, sovereign, and, and soaked in sovereignty. It is time these towels were not in the living room. What would you prefer doing with them? Okay. And that's all there is. You don't want them in the living room. You also don't want to have to deal with them or else you don't know how to deal with them because he keeps changing his mind or hasn't said. That is the clarification you need. Okay. You've had success when you say, this is what will help me and this is what I'm going to do. No defense, no offense, simply a statement. 
use that. Okay. Simply when he comes in, say, these towels do not belong in the living room. How would you prefer we deal with them? That sounds good. I did it via text. I will do it in person. Yes, do it in person. Stand <laughs> your ground. Um, and if there is no answer, no nothing, then you decide where they're going to go. You can either fold them, put them in a black bag, put them out into the into the garage. You could. Um, Try one more wash if you feel up to it. And if you don't, simply get them out of your space. But here's what I am seeing underneath all of this. There is, there are two things. And you can, you can take this or leave it either way. But what I noticed is that first, your husband waits for you to be away to do things, a very independent streak, as in not a couple. Um, It is also extremely destabilizing for you, and that concerns me. If he's doing things when he knows they will destabilize you, or you don't want him to do those things, in other words, against your expressed wishes, that is unkind that is unhelpful. However, the flip side of that is that when you have claimed sovereignty over your space and said, been extremely clear about what you want and what you don't want, he seems to comply. So you have said yourself, you are different now. You are. I can hear it. You don't get as phased when things... Um, don't happen the way you'd like them. You're handling the stress of mess better. What I I guess the nudge is that your built-in optimism and your constantly looking for the good can also lead you to justify bad behavior. We're not knocking the man. We're knocking the act. We're saying that when he, when you asked him to wait <clears throat> to do the office yourself and he did it without you being there, and you kind of knew that as well, mm-hmm. both of those things talk about almost an enabling of his bad behavior. And in a way, I, I, like I said, I knew pretty much that it would happen and because it's been a pattern before when I've gone out right. of town. That's been a pattern. Okay. And part of it also, I mean, in all honesty, although I was upset for a while, it was a big relief in the sense that I knew that I didn't have to move all that crap myself because I don't know if I could have done it in a mm-hmm. timely fashion um, because it's been there. Um, and yet, yeah, I mean, I wish, the, the things I wish we, we could have done together, and I had told him that, um, but even though he didn't respect that, uh, the, the 
there was a there was a relief to it now that I see what's done, but still disappointment that so I hear you. I mean I kind of Well I knew it was gonna happen. See the (laughs) end I was gonna go on that darn cruise anyway. I know, I understand that. And what what could have happened in sovereignty is that if you, you told him straight up, I am going away. Please do not do anything that I've asked uh, that I've, I've asked for us to do together. And left it clear. Then right, and I wasn't that clear. Right, I wasn't that okay, clear. So here's what's probably going to happen, and you've already had a taste of it, which is really, really cool, is that as you get more sovereign about your space, it will show up in initially more chaos, like the towels, right? Um, as you claim sovereignty over even just one space, the, the claiming of the master bedroom is, is the office, whatever, wherever you want to start. As you claim sovereignty and you state without any equivocation what you want and what you're going to be doing, that will, I think, Firstly, you're going to have to um, when you are really clear about your boundaries, you can hold them. So Yes, thank you. Because yes, when I said it's not going to work with the Cincy stuff in the bathroom and these file cabinets here, I don't want them here. These boxes behind me, I cannot keep patients. These need to go in the exam rooms. I cannot work if they're not like that he actually went in that next day and moved them. Right, because it made sense and you were clear. Versus you, I said, I really, really, I really don't want you to go through the stuff while I'm gone. And, but, you know, he kind of laughed. And so he probably knew that, you know, when he laughed that I knew he was going to, and I didn't really mm-hmm. say in that, no. All right. So next, next time you have something like that, you can point out to him, you have a habit of doing things that I don't want or I've asked you not to while I'm away. You have a pattern of this, and I want it to stop. We are a couple. We are a team. We don't fight against each other. And that sounds clear. <laughs> and also... Um, you know, I was able, when I talked about the Cincy stuff and the lobby bathroom and the boxes and things behind me and that it's not going to work, I wasn't bossy. I just said, you know, this is what I need if I'm going to be able to work and I can't move these myself. Right. I was actually going to, but I couldn't find the little dolly thing. Um, so without that, I can't move them myself. And he wants me to be able to work, so he moved them. And we also found out my right knee actually does have a complex tear of the meniscus and effusion and this other junk on it. So it's not just me. I mean, there's there's a reason why. I can't be picking up big, heavy things. So. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> so, but I, but I, yeah, I hear, I hear that to be more clear. And, and 
I wasn't. It's like, and almost it was like, I just, it was like I knew it was going to happen, so I just, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's, yeah. Okay. Here's what I know. When you know things are going to happen, it, it's almost certainly to happen, right? It's going to happen <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Yeah. If you notice that that is coming up again for you, mm-hmm. you can change the outcome right at that moment by simply saying, all right, I, I think he's going to do this um, because it's been a pattern. Maybe it'll be different this time. Or just decide that it's going to be different this time. That's all. Right? Right. And now, but now that everything's moved, I don't know what, <laughs> know what else all I right, could no, 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 do no. when I'm gone. <laughs> hold on a second. Just hold on a second. Okay. You can't, you're still defending and making your whitewashing what he's done. I want you to claim your sovereignty. Claim the fact, okay, so we're going to deal with it from where we are now as opposed to worrying about a pattern. If the pattern shows up, you will mindfully note it and say, that's not the pattern anymore. That's how things used to be. When you're changing, okay. when you're changing things, it's really cool. That's a really cool save, phrase. Um, because it does a pivot, um, it'll say, it, it, basically you're going to say, that's, that's how things used to be. And that's really it. Um, I, do so, think he can, I do think he can do things differently. Of course he can. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, He's I do think he can. Mm. So you, and, and, and you've noticed the response. He will respond as you are clear and sovereign. And it's going to be a test of your stamina. I will tell you right from the beginning that someone with no physical energy who's battling constant pain or depletion, whatever, all the things that we've had, that you've had going on, having lived through my thyroid thing, I totally get it. There is no energy for boundary holding. There is no energy for for, for anything, really, that doesn't actually sort of just maintain the status quo. He's been kind of used to that. And how he sees it is no business of yours. If he sees okay. you as lazy, that is not your issue. Okay. You do not have to prove anything to him. You have to hold your own space and know. And you are seeing just from what you shared with me, you are seeing a difference in how you are showing up in your life. And that will have repercussions. Things will change. Things will get easier. And he may or may not like them, and that really is not your problem. That's true. Uh, yeah, that's true. I'm so thankful I have more stamina. Of course, and you're going to comp- continue to nurture yourself so that that happens. Because as you get stronger, so you'll be able to hold more and more in place to create the life you want. So you'll be able to claim the master bedroom. So you'll be able to hold it. So you'll be able to invite him in if that 
if if that's how things unfold, so that you'll be able to hold that space and so that you'll be able to, without making him wrong, indicate that certain behaviors are no longer going to be tolerated. And And I have noticed noticed the difference in how I have, before be like, well, I want back up in that master bedroom. I, you know, then it was a whole different feel to the last one I said, well, I'm going to be moving back up there. And, you know, if Ronan wants down here, he can. If not, he can stay. And then Bailey could choose here. But, you know, I'm going to be back up there. And, and it was just very matter of fact. And uh, so it wasn't, um, I just felt very comfortable saying it. And, like, it was actually already a done deal for me. Exactly. Perfect. And that's exactly how it needs to be. I mean, that's, that's and how I, you... And I've not felt that way before when I've said I'm going to move there. Or do the, I, I've not felt like it's a done deal. I still have felt like, oh, well... But this time, I mean, I just it's a done deal. It's just a matter of my son needs to be moving out to college for, you know, all the, the better mm-hmm. changes that, to happen smoothly. Right. So... It, it is so, a difference. Well, cue us on that, sweetheart. I'm glad that you're noticing <laughs> it because it is, yeah. it is vast. It is an amazing piece of evidence for work that you've done and has taken a while to unfold, right, to show up. Because and I feel it, that it's, it's done in kindness. I'm not being bitchy about it at all. You know, mm-hmm. It's not a bitchy, bossy thing. It's, it's just... It's, it's claiming your space. Yes, yes. And I don't think I, yeah, I, I've i not really had that before. Even when I have had my space, I've not had that, I don't know, that calm ownership of it. That is something then that is... It's huge. It is huge. It is huge. Mother. For me, that's it huge. Yeah, it's huge for anybody. Seriously, sovereignty is not, not an, a, a natural thing for most women. Um, for most people, we're taught not to be. In other words, we're programmed. We're programmed not to be, um, not to hold our space, not to be decisive, not to say I don't like that. No, I won't do that. This kind. Of, we're not. We're not programmed. We're programmed to be nice. We're programmed oh, to be accommodating. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. All these things and your sovereignty, as you nourish yourself and get stronger, you will have the capacity to hold, to not enforce, but hold it without mm-hmm. defense, without offense, without explanation sometimes if you don't feel like explaining. It is simply the way it is in your world. And people will sort out their responses themselves. Yes. 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 Right. Ah. And <laughs> so you are already on the move. Handle. I am, and thank you for you know showing that back to me about kind of that enabling or just the, not the you know yes thank, yes I yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your task? Your task for this week is to find yourself a talisman for sovereignty. Okay. If you might want to, if you want to get yourself a little crown, if you want to have a ring that is shaped like a crown, a pendant a fragrance that makes you feel queenly, whatever that is. And that is what you're going to tap into when you start to hold your boundaries, to set and hold your space. Oh, my goodness. This is, 
we went on Royal Caribbean. Their symbol is the crown and anchor. Right. <laughs> and that's that and and that cruise was kind of like the turning point of this kind of happening. That's funny that you're missing a crown and um <laughs> Well a crown and an anchor is actually a really good thing because you're grounded and sovereign. It's very Yes. I know it's a very cool like, thing. And maybe my my daughter will let me uh, until I find my own. I I can look. It's actually hanging in my room right now because she hasn't hasn't taken it up. Her little crown and anchor. <laughs> well, well, maybe you wants. can go on. Maybe you can go onto their site and see if you can get and, and get one. See if for there's yourself. one. Yeah, something like that. That's mm-hmm. yeah. That's or the, anything that is a, that and, feels sovereign to you. I think that the crown and anchor might be a nice symbolic. Talisman to to hold that, to hold that. And tomorrow is a new moon. Tomorrow is a new moon in Taurus, which is all kinds of epic for your space, your foundations. I want, I would suggest that you spend a little time and tap into this becoming, tap into this woman who is claiming, reclaiming her space and how she is showing up. So it's not bossy. If it's not bossy, then what is it? If it's not argumentative, then what is it? If it's not um, like enabling and justifying, what is it? You're looking for the way you are now. And what you're going to do is kind of mine how you used to be for data. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. You've had a taste of it. You've already done it in certain um, sort of single uh, events. It's time to make that your default. Always remembering that other people's responses are not your issue. And you can choose to deal with it or you can choose not to. So, for example, if you ask your husband, you're, you're going to hold your space and say the, the towels are not meant to be in the lounge. I don't want them here. This is not the place for them. Where would you, how would you like to deal with them? When he gives you his answer, if it doesn't suit you, say so. Okay. Not in a screaming match, just say so. That doesn't suit me. How about if we do this? And you negotiate until such time as you found something that works. I already know goes, what works for me. All right, so, then that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could you could specify that. You could say, you know, the towels do not belong in the lounge. Here's what I would like to see happen with them. Does that suit you? Or else not even does that suit you. Here's what I would like to see happen with them. End of story. Wait for his response. Yes? Yes. Yes, I'm just thinking because I I know what... um, I want done with them. I know that's going to be what happens with them. 
What do you want done with them? Um, the good ones that are thick and new looking that aren't smelly can be folded and put in the master bathroom linen closet and under the boys' okay. bathroom. And the other things that are either the thin towels um, that, you know, aren't really going to be used because they're a little too small for the bath. And the sheets that, honestly, we don't need, those can be bagged up and donated. All right. So here's how I you mean, might like I mean, that to... seems pretty simple. That, that's what I, that's yeah, what I think. You know, that's so here's, here's how I would suggest handling that from a sovereign mesh 2.0 viewpoint, right? I would go to that pile when you're feeling big and queenly, put your invisible crown <laughs> on, pull out of the pile the ones that you want to save and put them where you want them to be. Fold them up, put them nicely where you want them to be. Then say to your husband, I've dealt with the towels I want to keep. This is what's left. Where, you know, please would you deal with them? I'd appreciate it. I know you want to um, just mention they don't belong in the lounge. Deal with them. I know you want to to donate them, bag them up, whatever it is. Here's some black bags. Please get them out of the lounge. You've done your bit. Yes, I can. And then that way I ensure that the towels that I know are good can be saved. Well, that then, way you, you handle the things the can, way you want them handled, and the rest of it you don't care so long as they're out of the lounge. Right. He can do what he, as long as they're out of our common living area. Precisely. Because that place is not a dressing room. <laughs> or doesn't a matter room. what the because doesn't matter what the because is, it is what you want. You don't want them there, therefore they will not be there. And it's interesting, I spoke with my daughter who's in college last night and she was talking about a friend um, and, you know, how she grew up and her parents were fighting and and I had said, you know, I think it's harder for people to get along when their homes are messy and and in disarray. And my daughter mm-hmm. said, yeah, Mom, I think you're right. Oh. And ours has, you know, ours has been um and so that was interesting just uh and i i believe that i mean all right and because you <laughs> believe that things like towels in the lounge are going to worry you more you see if you didn't yeah. believe that it wouldn't matter right the point I, is yeah. that you do and therefore it does matter you see yes and so, um yeah, I'm looking forward to, to talking with him and letting him know. I love that you're doing that. It's very, very yeah. cool. Remember yeah. to so, so find yourself some something sovereign. Go and handle the towels exactly as you please and hand the rest over to him with an expectation of a clear living room, a common area that is towel-free. And it will be. Because I know that he does not like. I know that he doesn't like those in there either. Well, then exactly. It, it will be. So maybe if he did like them in there, they would still be gone. Exactly. And maybe all you need to do is do what your portion, claim your sovereignty, handle them exactly as you want, put them away. And like you said, be then, clear. And then yes, and absolutely clear. And then say, I have cleared the section that I feel we need to set. This is what's left. My favorite way of doing. It. You'll deal with that. Yes. 
not not I want you to or whatever. Okay. You'll deal with that. Yes? That, yes. Question mark. Okay. Because when you say yes, I learned this from a teacher friend. If you say yes, people will say yes back. Okay. You end up, you know, this is how this is how things are gonna be, yes? Yes. Ah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So you'll see you'll see me do it okay. a lot. I do it a lot not only not in coaching so much, but I do it a lot in my emails. Um you know, so you'll get in touch with me, yes? Yeah. Um so it's it it is a it is a very powerful trick. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I I will use that. I'm sure it will be helpful. Because yes. I think I think at the end of the day, he's not, he may, all right, we can't, we can't work out why he's doing all things or whatever, but it's very clear that he doesn't run on the same hard wiring as you do, and that he's a different man to who he was before the accident and before he got sick. So what we're basically doing is introducing him to Mesh 2.0. Queen Mesh is here, (laughs) and, and she is just as new as he is. And what you need to do now is work out yes. what this relationship is okay. and how it's going to unfold. And and I do have a, a, a good feeling about it. I'm glad because at one point you didn't. I know. So that's, that's but, also huge, not to be dismissed lightly. That is enormous. And that's why you can also, when you when you... When you get a feeling, I know he's going to do that, remind yourself that this is Mish 2.0. This is husband 2.0. That pattern might not apply anymore. You can have it as maybe he'll surprise me. I like how he surprises me. Mm-hmm. I like that he deals with things that I don't have the energy for. Yes, well, I was going through a couple of boxes at the office. He did the dishes and cleaned the kitchen. That deserves a hug and a big thank you. I was like, wow, thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah. looks nice. There you yes. go. Yes. Okie dokie. All right, my angel. So you've got some work to do. I do, um, and I need to schedule I need to schedule some times yet for the next week. Then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, week after next and then the week after. Uh, yeah. Okay. And it doesn't matter if you if it ends up with three, just keep going every other week. Doesn't end okay. up, you know, some months are longer than others. Um, so just keep going every other week. And um, it, it's entirely up to you as to uh, when you have it. I, and, but if you can't find something that's suitable, just let me know. Otherwise, okay. yeah, we'll be in touch in the Facebook group. Okay. Sounds good. And I'm you very proud of you, one. sweetie. I'm Thank very you. proud of you. You are doing oh, amazing hey. work. Do you know what I wanted to add? And, and just since we're on the phone, and I, I well, I could type this in. You were asking about it's sleeping, and about oh, sleeping, yes. and yours. So you know, you definitely have that room dark as possible, even if there's an alarm clock. You know, put a towel over it or something so you're not getting any light. So what I wanted to ask was, um, if I recall from your video, your desk was in your bedroom. Yes, it still is. And it, but now when you were in Savannah, it was in a different space. Yes. It was in the lounge, yeah. Right. I am wondering, although um, I, I know you're probably, you know, using just the bed for sleep and intimate things. You know, you're not doing your work in your bed. 
But I am wondering if the desk being in the bedroom, being that close to you, doesn't keep kind of an activation for you that maybe that's causing part of an interference with the sleep pattern. You may have a point there. That you can pull to bed. And then if your son really is going to be moving, maybe that's opening up a space for... It will definitely. Your, and that was the plan. You know, when, when we moved the... Oh, hang on a second. I'll, I'll stop the recording because you don't... Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, we're, 